0: Hello, my name is J.R. Wallace, I write books for children and young adults, and I'm delighted to have you listening into this podcast. So, welcome to the second podcast in my short series aimed at helping everyone in your family learn a little bit more about creative writing and storytelling together. There are six podcasts to listen to in any order, don't forget to check my Facebook page at JR Wallace Author to find out more about weekly competitions I'm running for this podcast series in 2018, from July 23rd through until September the 3rd. The prize in each competition will give a family, that's kids and their parents, the chance to win something creatively inspiring. To enter each competition, all you'll need to do is answer one simple question posted on my Facebook page about one of the podcasts. So that means you'll need to listen to the whole of the relevant podcast to be in with a chance. Don't worry, the podcasts aren't long, about 10 to 15 minutes or so, but they're packed with information, so do listen carefully. And if you're listening to this podcast after the series of competitions has finished, then keep checking my Facebook page anyway for other competitions that I'll be running. So, in this episode... I'm going to be talking about characters and why they're so important for making stories work. So, as you know, I'm an author, but it's not a job that too many people think about doing. Maybe a hobby, but not really a job, and I think that's probably because it's a pretty strange job, because being a writer means spending a lot of time with imaginary people rather than real ones. In fact, I spend a lot of my time sitting at my very untidy desk with characters that I've made up. These characters aren't actually real, but they end up feeling very real to me. I imagine them walking and talking and doing things. Sometimes I even talk to them or ask them questions to try and figure out what they're doing. Because when I make up characters that are really believable, they start to take on a life of their own and do things I could never have expected. Always remember that characters not only give life to a story you want to tell, they also keep it moving with the things that they do. So what is it that sets them going in the first place, that makes them start doing things to push the story along? Well, it's usually because one of your characters, and I'll call them the main character, realises they want something they don't have or can't get. It could be money, it could be a lollipop, it could be eternal life, or just a camel. It doesn't matter what it is, but you must remember one thing, that they desperately want what they're after, that it's really important to them. Because if a character wants something enough, they'll set out to find it, and that's what sets a story going. It could be something they've never had, or it could be something they've lost and need to find again. Now this something could be a physical object, as I've already mentioned, like money or a lollipop, or it could be something emotionally important to your character, like an answer to a crime which then means solving it you can start a story with your main character already searching for what they want or you can start by letting them realize what they're after and then going for it there's no right way to start out on a story what is important though is that your main character eventually gets moving that they don't spend the whole story sitting at home drinking tea and watching telly or sleeping or just doing all the normal things we all do in our day-to-day lives Nobody's interested in reading a story about a character who does the everyday things you and I do. We don't need to read a book about that. So make sure your main character wants something. It'll get them up and start them moving out of their ordinary life. They can go back to living as an ordinary person after the story ends, because it doesn't matter. We aren't spending time with them once the story ends. Now, I'm going to talk about story endings in the sixth and final podcast of this series. But what I want you to think about briefly now is that if you have a character wanting something at the start of a story, then you've already got some possible endings you can aim for. Your character might end up getting what they want, the money or the camel or the lollipop or even solve a crime. Or they might not get anything. Or they might get something else which turns out to be just as important to them. So, whenever you're thinking about telling a story, try and hold in your mind what the main character in your story wants, and whether they end up getting it, or not, or whether they perhaps find something else. When you're writing a story, it's your job as the storyteller to make it as hard as you can for your main character to get what they want. So, be mean to them, the meaner the better. For example, What if your character is allergic to bee stings, but has to find something in a beehive? Or what if they are afraid of heights, but you make them go up a mountain to find what they're looking for? How would they cope? You can be mean to them as long as they find some way to overcome the problem you've put in their way. Take a fairy tale like Hansel and Gretel. They try their best not to get lost in the forest at first by leaving a trail of white pebbles, so we know they're resourceful. But when things go wrong for them, And they get caught by the witch, they have to work even harder to work out a plan to escape from her and get home before they're eaten. It's an interesting thing that the meaner you are to a character, the more they will show you who they are by working around the problem they've got. It means you'll learn something about them. It means they'll become more real to you. And remember that the more real they are, the more they help with your story. You don't have to be mean to them all the time. You'll need to give your characters a break and help them too sometimes. If it's too hard to find what they want, then they might give up, and we don't want that to happen. Otherwise, the story will end without warning. So characters help create stories by doing things, by going after what they want. But they're important for another reason. We keep reading a story to find out what happens to a character because we like spending time with them. Now that doesn't mean they have to be all goody-two-shoes and nice and lovely, or smell of pink and ginger and be as lovely as a marshmallow all the time. In fact, they can have lots of faults just like normal people do, and they can drive us mad like other people do. But your character needs to have something about them that means they are admirable, or perhaps noble or vulnerable, or funny or inventive, or perhaps just see the world in such a unique way that it makes us think, wow, this person is interesting, I'd like to see what happens to them. There's another way to make someone reading your story want to spend time with your character, and that's by making them care about what happens to them. There are two ways of doing this. First, you can make a reader feel sorry for your character when something bad happens to them. It's what we call having sympathy for them. I've said that being mean to your character helps move the story on, but it can also make us feel sorry for them. The other thing you can do to make someone care about your character is to make them have empathy. It's a much more powerful emotion than sympathy. If we have sympathy for a character, we feel sorry for them. But if we have empathy for a character, then it means we can in some way experience what they are feeling too. It's more powerful because sensing what a person is feeling means you have a connection with them. Empathy is a bit like downloading how they're feeling into your brain so you can feel it too. If you can make your reader have empathy for your character during your story, then it's a brilliant thing to do because you've got them emotionally connected to that character. And if they're connected to them, they'll care about them and then they'll want to keep turning the pages to find out what happens. So, how do you make sure your readers have empathy? Well, here's one way. You might have heard the phrase, write what you know. It can mean write about your experiences, about the things that have happened to you. That's okay, you can do that if you want, but writing isn't always to do with what you know. Sometimes the best writing actually comes from what you don't know. For example, if you want to write a science fiction story set on Mars, then you can't write about what you know because you've never been to Mars. It means you have to use your imagination instead, and squeezing your brain to do that means you might come up with something really interesting that nobody else has ever thought of before. I think there's a better way of understanding what write what you know means. I like to think that it means write what you know about yourself, about the emotions you feel deep inside you. If you're in touch with how you feel about things, then you're going to find it much easier to show how characters in your stories are feeling too. For example, If you wanted to write about a bored brain surgeon who's fed up of seeing so many brains, or a lonely astronaut who's been on a spaceship alone for a year, or a frustrated baker who can't get the icing just the right shade of pink on the wedding cake they're making, then you need to know what being bored or lonely or frustrated feels like for you. So you're then able to describe the same feelings in your character. So whenever you want a character in your story to feel an emotion, think about how it feels to you first. Write what you know about your feelings. I'll explain a bit more how to do this in the fourth podcast in this series, but for now, just remember that you need to be in touch with how you feel, whether it's scared, excited, happy or upset, as a way of being able to explain how your characters feel such emotions too when you're writing about them. So, I've tried to explain why characters are important to any story, because they make a story happen and they make a reader want to keep reading to find out what happens to them. But how does a writer come up with characters to help tell a story? Well, I can help you with that. You need to be interested in people around you. Watch what they do and say. Being interested in people is really good for coming up with characters, And it's one of the things I'm going to ask you to do after listening to this podcast. OK, here's what I want you to try after this podcast. When you're out and about, watch people. Make as many notes as you can about the ones that intrigue you. What do they look like from the colour of their eyes to how soft their skin looks? How do they hold their phone or a water bottle or a bag? What sort of walk do they have? And How fast do they move? How do they sound when they talk? What are they wearing? What are they carrying? What sort of smile do they have? Does it light up their whole face? If you can't make notes there and then, try to remember as much as you can until you have a chance to write things down. Don't worry about remembering everything. Your memory will hold some details, but you can fill in the rest by imagining them. Writers mix memory and imagination together all the time when they're writing. When you've jotted down as much as you can about the people that you found interesting, I want you to pick one and start imagining more about them. And using your imagination, I want you to start inventing a character for a story who's based on real life. You can work on more than one character if you like. It's up to you. If you're struggling with your character at the start, try giving them a name. You could make up a name that sounds right for them or you could use one that is completely wrong for them. You can do anything. It's your choice. It's your character. Everyone in your family should try coming up with a character. When you all think you know your characters as well as you can, sit down together. Each of you should have a go at pretending to be your character and be interviewed by the rest of the family. You can pretend for five minutes, ten minutes, as long as you want, but pretend to be that character you've created as you answer the questions from everyone else. It'll help each of you get inside the head of their character and see who they really are. Get somebody to write down the answers to all the questions that a character gives, so they aren't forgotten. Or you can record the questions and answers for each character on a dictaphone. Let people ask whatever they want. The wackier, the better. It'll make each of you really have to think about who this character of yours is. If you feel connected to your character, you might want to try writing a story about them after this exercise. Go for it. Remember two things. You need to know what they want and whether they get it, and you need to be mean to them. See what they do. Okay, that's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. My name's J.R. Wallace, and until next time on this podcast series, have fun and try and work together as a family and talk about those characters. And remember to check out my Facebook page at JR Wallace Author to find out more about the competitions running with this podcast series throughout the summer of 2018, where you can win a prize for the whole family.